G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Abishai, one of David's mighty men, had a spear. He lifted it against the Philistines and defeated them. Benaiah, another of David's great warriors, plucked a spear out of the hand of a huge Egyptian man. Then he used the same spear to overthrow the Egyptian. We have a spear. It is spiritual authority over the powers of darkness in Jesus' name. Jesus received authority from the Father and delegated it to the church. The meaning of the word authority is power of influence that has been bestowed by another. For example, a road worker holding a traffic sign doesn't have physical power to stop cars and trucks, but he has authority to do so. And traffic comes to a standstill when he holds up his hand. We have been given authority over demons, sickness and everything that exalts itself against Christ and His cause on earth. It's one thing having authority, it's another thing to use it. Do you, like Abishai, need to lift up your spear today? This is Set Free with Ken Legg. And we're glad you joined us today as we wrap up our conversation on spiritual warfare. It's a series called Saints Punching Above Their Weight. And we'll be learning some pretty helpful things from the lives of David's mighty men. And Ken, let's talk about these two guys in David's army, Abishai and Benaiah. Yeah, that's right. Well, Abishai lifted his spear against the Philistines and overthrew 300 of them. It's a picture, I believe, of the fact that we have authority, but we have to use it. Now, every day I go down to uh, a certain part of our suburb and I have to go past a school and there's this lollipop lady there. Mm. And I'm sure she waits for me. (laughs) She sees me coming, lets all the other cars go, and then she steps out on the road and hangs up that pole and I have to stop. She says, I have the power. She does. Well, she has the authority. There's a lot of authority behind that sign that she holds up and I dare not go one (laughs) inch further. (laughs) Now, just as that sign, it was a symbol of authority. So the spear in this uh, picture that we're looking at is just a symbol of authority. There are other symbols. You know, for example, Jesus said, if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. So the finger was a symbol of the authority that he had. Moses had a rod. That was his symbol. Mm. Um, One of the kings uh, used an arrow as a symbol of authority. And uh, we have a sword. Now, we have a sword. The Bible speaks about taking the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So let's just think about that for a moment and see how it applies in a practical sense to our our warfare. Uh, There's actually two words in the Greek that are used to translate the word word. One is logos and the other is rhema. And uh, the word logos, of course, refers to the whole counsel of God's word, but the rhema is a now word, a word for this situation. Remember when the enemy came against Jesus and tried to tempt him? What did Jesus say? He said, it is written. He went to a specific part of the word of God and used that against the enemy to overthrow him. Wielded it like a sword. Yeah, exactly. 
And, of course, the church overcomes Satan by the word of their testimony. Mm. That word testimony, uh, it can also be translated as confession, and it's from the Greek word homologia. It's made up of two words, homo being the same, logia is word. So homologia is to say the same thing as, to agree with. So who are we agreeing with? We're agreeing with God. So in a situation where we find that you know the enemy is coming against us, he's attacking us, we're going to say, okay, what does God say? What's God's word in this situation? And Jesus is the high priest of our confession. So when we confess what God is saying, Jesus takes that and presents it in all its power before mm. the Father. And we might not always feel like we have that power, but you know the scripture is clear. Yeah. It says, let the weak say, I am strong. That's right. I mean, that's a situation is, okay, we might be weak, but what does God say? We're strong. We, you know, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So that's a good illustration. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let's, you know, lift up the sword, lift up the spear. Um, here's another one. You know, you might feel the whole world's against me. <laughs> well, what does the Bible say? If God be for me, who can be against me? It doesn't say I think I'll go and eat worms. <laughs> that's exactly right. And so that's lifting up our spear or lifting up our sword. Mm. We may feel rejected. Are we going to mope and complain that nobody loves me? No, the Bible says we are accepted. We're not rejected. That's God's word. That's the rhema word for us in that situation. Now, here's a common one. We often say, I can't do this. I can't go on anymore. I can't cope anymore. The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's lifting up the spear. Mm, what a great promise. Now, what about Benai? Let's go back to these guys. He yep. didn't have a spear, um, but the enemy did. But he got out his hand and he used it against the enemy. Yeah. Uh, he was confronted by this huge Egyptian. Uh, for the record, he was actually seven foot six inches tall. And by we said, so quite yeah. a tall guy. And he came out with this big spear, but. Uh, all that Benaiah had was a staff, and he plucked it out of his hand and used the Egyptian spear against him and overthrew him. Pretty clever thing to do, you'd think. The spear represented the word of God, is what you said before. How can it yeah. do that when it's in the hands of the enemy? Well, when you think about it, Phil, much of the damage that Satan does to the church is caused by Christians using the Bible, the word of God, in the wrong way. I mean, it's been used to justify a number of things. For example, you know, husbands love your wives, but wives submit to your husband. How many husbands have used the word of God to abuse and crush their wives? Hmm. Here's another example. You know, we can take a, a verse that says that we submit to our leaders to actually turn that around to controlling people under our care and demanding unquestioned obedience. But it's using the word of God, mm. uh, but really it's the enemy that's using God's own sword to come as a weapon against his people. Because mm, it's taken out of context. Absolutely. And you can say every week the word of God is used to minister condemnation to people. Paul said that uh, when people preach the old covenant, for example, they're in fact ministering death to the very people of God. So the word of God is not bringing in life, but death to people. So that's the sword of the spirit, but it's a dangerous weapon when it falls into the wrong hands. And so the enemy can take God's word and use it in a destructive way. Yeah, when you think of it as a sword, it can be used like that. And it's scary to think that Satan can use God's own word as a weapon. Yeah, and probably the way that he does do that, best of all, is through condemnation. But this is an incredible analogy that we're looking at. Benaiah took that weapon out of the Egyptian's hand and then used it against him. Now, this is what we say, we read in Colossians chapter 2. Paul says that Jesus has wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us. 
Um, that's the that's the law, you know, that condemned us. He says it was contrary to us, and he's taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. But then he says this, having disarmed principalities and powers. Think about that, Phil. You know, the principalities and powers had the word of God and were using it against us to crush us. But Jesus took it out of their hand. He's nailed it to the cross. He's fulfilled it. Mm. And its judgment, its curse has been passed to him, and we've been set free. Mm, and we have the victory. Well, it's been a great weekend as we've looked at saints punching above their weight. Great title. Let's just summarize. Well, we started by saying, you know, that David won that great victory against Goliath. And that's a picture of the victory that Jesus has won for us at the cross. You know, he's triumphed over our enemy. Uh, he is a defeated foe. We're not working towards victory, but we're working from victory. Then, of course, David gathered that group of men around him, which we call his mighty men. They were dejected, they were distressed, they were discontented, they were in debt, they were just a rabble. But he brought them under his care and he made them into those mighty men of God. And that's what Jesus does, you know, like he he, he causes us to be overcomers. Uh, He gathers us to himself, he brings us into his victory. He clothes us with the armor of God, he gives us the armor of God and says, put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand against the enemy. And through this, we learn to be overcomers. The Bible says that um, they overcame Satan. They overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and because they did not love their lives unto the death. And I guess that makes them saints punching above their weight. Indeed. You know, we're no match for the enemy in our own strength. But when we stand in that finished work of Jesus, in the victory that he accomplished at the cross, We are saints punching above our weight. It's a different subject this week on saints punching above their weight, and we'll have more tomorrow. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book This Is The Life, which features topics from today's message, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.